Welcome, everyone, to our NCAA Social Series. This is episode 56. I'm Andy Katz. Well, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and momentarily, I will be joined by Allie Irish, a women's lacrosse player at St. Anselm's College in New Hampshire. She is the co-founder of the Head Game Project, as well as two former teammates at Florida Gulf Coast, T.C. Anderson and Connor Gavigan. Uh, they played soccer together there at Florida Gulf Coast. TC is headed off to Drake, and Connor is now a grad student at Kentucky. Let's get to our discussion. Uh, first, before we delve deep into this past year, I want the three of you uh, to really sort of break down the projects that you are all involved in that so far have had great success of reaching out in your respective communities. Uh, Ali, I want to start with you um, as discussing sort of the head game project. What is it? Yeah, so it's a um, more peer-to-peer -peer based student athlete alliance where we advocate for mental health, kind of spreading awareness of it and kind of opening up that conversation on campus because it wasn't, like you said, talked about enough and kind of giving students the opportunity to have those conversations with their teammates and their coaches. So it is um, a group of student athletes from each varsity team and their their team's representatives and they report back after our weekly meetings just about kind of what we talk about what we think needs to be implemented within St. Anthem College and um, the student athlete community as a whole and we provide resources tips um, and tools that student athletes can use in order to help themselves or how to approach a teammate that might need help. We've also had um, some education programs put in place where different professionals have presentations on different topics of mental health. So we've had a sports psychologist talk to all of our athletes, um, a nutritionist and um, a former NE10 athlete, Ivy Watts, who uh, is now a motivational speaker about mental health. So overall, our main mission is just kind of to create a community where mental health can be comfortably talked about. And, and that's what should happen all the time. Now, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, and it obviously draws awareness to it, uh, although this is 12 months, 365 days a year. And I want to dive deeper into that here momentarily. But first, to Connor and TC, TC, uh, we'll start with you, TC. If you can just sort of break down what We're All Teammates is about. Uh, so We're All Teammates is a platform that we created to help athletes share their story and be part of a community that uh, can freely discuss mental health. So the way it works is you go into our website and you click the share your story button. And from there, you're free to write about whatever you want to. Um, it can be a success story, a struggle you're going through, or just anything that you feel that relates to mental health. Um, you submit it, and then we don't make any edits to the story. We just post them as they are. Um, and people can comment on them and interact just to see that they aren't alone um, and that we're all in this fight together to break the stigma that surrounds athletes and mental health. Um, we also provide resources on the website to um, allow people to get help on and off the field and just again reinforce that we're all part of a community to help each other break the stigma of mental health and athletes. Connor? 
Yeah, uh, very similarly to what TC said, um, we, we do a lot to highlight uh, these stories that uh, student athletes go through. Uh, and that's where uh, our Instagram page comes in. We post that uh, on Instagram to, you know, invite more people to comment and interact with it. Um, but just like TC said, we're just trying to do our part in, in pushing this forward to, to break the stigma that surrounds athletes and mental health. And uh, we just want everyone to know uh, that, you know, they're not alone. Yeah, let's talk about the stigma. I mean, uh, you know, personally, I think the weak people are those that don't acknowledge that mental health and stress and anxiety exists in the general public and the student athlete world. For those that don't respect it and don't acknowledge it, those are the people that are not strong. You, the three of you and everyone who deals with it every day, those are the courageous, those are the strength and the strong people. So uh, that's my little soapbox moment. Uh, TC, what do you think the stigma is that needs to be broken? Uh, for me, I think the stigma surrounding athletes is definitely the one of just being a tough person where you're brought up, raised in your sport, where if you're going through like an injury or any tough time, you just need to persevere and keep fighting and just push your feelings to the side and work hard in your sport because that's what you're out there to do. And it just kind of escalates as you get to a higher and higher level. Um, but then when you get to college or whatever level you get to, you realize that if you aren't feeling strong in your mental health, then you aren't going to be able to succeed on the field. So the two kind of go hand in hand. And then the stigma that um, you aren't allowed to show any like negative emotions, any sadness, uh, any fear or any like doubt in yourself. Um, it's kind of unhealthy, um, but it's starting to change slowly now. And again, we want to be part of that change. Um, and allow that stigma to be broken over time. Yeah, I mean, look, it's okay not to be okay. Uh, yeah. um, you know, a, a narrative is building. Uh, Allie, what would you like to see broken with the stigma? Yeah, so I think when you talk about the aspect of like the fear of weakness, that's something that I think I personally relate to is um, that fear is so like built in athletes of, when you're weak, you're not going to get playing time. You're not going to be seen as a strong part of your team. Um, and that fear can kind of eat away at you. So I think for me is kind of the main thing that needs to be ended or broken down is kind of that idea that it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to kind of be struggling whether it be on the field or in school in like family life. And um, it's okay to talk about it. I think that a lot of times we keep everything inside and that only makes us weaker for lack of a better term. So even though we're afraid to look weak by not talking about the weaknesses that we may be having or feeling and the struggles that um, we're enduring in life, we're actually breaking ourselves down more. So I think that that's the biggest thing is just being okay with talking about what we're going through and talking about our struggles. So Connor, um, coaches will be, if, you, if you're injured, um, traditionally, you know, you're allowed to take the day off from practice. You know, I'm hurt. I don't want to push it. Um, why can't you have a mental health day? Well, I think that's a great question. And I think there should be. Uh, I think it's something that, that needs to be uh, more prioritized within the athletic community. And I think that if you're struggling mentally, you know, 
I think your coach should be someone that you can, that you should be able to go to. I think they should be a good resource for you. And if you need the day off because you're struggling with whatever it may be, whether that's pressures coming on or off the field or the court, or whether it's school, something's overwhelming. I think that you should be, be able to take a day off and kind of get things squared away because that only helps in the long run. You know, if you just let things keep piling up and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, TC, there's so many things that can overwhelm you in life, let alone on the field of play. And, you know, what I love about this is this peer to peer sort of support group and not feel like, okay, I've got to get a therapist. I've got to schedule that. I've got to do an intake. Um, you know, is that being covered by insurance? Is it by the university or is it where I live at home? All these things that are real world stuff. Whereas you could actually have, as you guys are developing conversations, almost sort of like co-therapy within your own peer group. Um, how much do you think that can help at least in the early stage? And I'm not trying to replace therapy, um, you know, further down or if you need it, but at least in that acute phase. I think that could help a lot. It could probably end some of the problems for some people. Um, if you just get that early communication and have people to talk to anonymously or uh, not anonymously, it can be the turning point in their mental health battle. Um, if you allow that to build up over time, eventually you do get to the stage where you need therapy or whatever it may be, but you want the person to be comfortable feeling that if they do need therapy, that they're able to go do that or if they just need to talk it out with one of their peers, uh, coaches or teammates that they can solve their own problem that way. And um, I think that could be a big factor in people's mental health battles. You know, Ali, I I've seen this uh, change dramatically for the better um, that going to a therapist, nothing negative about it. I mean, used to be, but you know, especially in the adolescent population, um, I'm not saying it's become commonplace, but it's not become a, a negative as much, um, you know, universally. And maybe that changes in different parts of the country. But how have you seen a change where if a teammate, a peer, a fellow student, um, you know, is just going to therapy that, that that's okay? Yeah, I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest changes I've seen um, within my community is like by opening up this conversation, I think that people are more comfortable with the idea of therapy and the idea that it's okay to go to a professional or get more help like it's maybe helpful to talk to a teammate or a coach and but we're not professionals so it's helpful to then go see an actual professional that can help you if you need it and it's okay to do that and I think that one of the positives of having these conversations with other people, you realize like, wow, there's a lot more people that I know that go to therapy every day and you can see them and maybe they don't look like necessarily the person that goes to therapy or needs therapy, but it doesn't have to be this stereotypical thing. It can be something that everyone goes to and everyone does. And um, I think that that's something that has definitely been a positive impact of the program that me and my co-founder founded um, or saw here, just like by opening that conversation, more people are comfortable taking that next step for their own health. Honor, how was the last year, um, I wouldn't say a positive, but I mean, allowed this to be much more discussed in the public space because as a society, so many people have been struggling with isolation, 
with the fear of COVID, with contact tracing, uh, loss of job, loss of, of human life, that it, it's really taken a toll. Loss of, you know, actually playing your sport last year. Uh, how much has that allowed this conversation to really be out there a little bit more? Well, you know, I think one of the positives is that will and has come out of this pandemic is that it's something that we all shared together. It's something that we all had to go through together. And especially as student athletes there, I, I doubt there was an institution that didn't face the, the difficulties that COVID brought on. So whether that, have, whether that be, you know, canceling seasons or, uh, you know, having teams uh, have to sit out because of contact tracing and you know, it, it's just so difficult when you can't play your sport. And, but that's something that a lot of us had to go through on some level of similarity. And I think that's something that we would like to to bring about in in all aspects of mental health is that, you know, even though somebody's story might be, you know, unique to them, there's more than likely somebody out there who can relate to it, you know, and that's something that we would like to, you know, have a conversation about and keep the conversation going. If you can piggyback uh, TC on that uh, about how the pandemic um, has basically opened up this discussion for everyone. Uh, I think similar to what Connor said, it just created a, a community struggle. Um, old young people were all going through the same thing. We're all like having our lives altered, and I think that made it okay for athletes, especially, to feel the uh, capability to speak out about what they were going through as well, because normally in a normal situation people look up to athletes and think, especially if you're successful, they'll think, oh, your life is really good. You probably don't have any struggles, but you might. Um, and I think now that we're all kind of struggling together, it allowed athletes and anyone to be feel more comfortable speaking up about their mental health struggles or to the pandemic alone, um, because I don't think there's anyone out there that didn't have some sort of setback from the pandemic. Well, um, spring sport. It got taken away a year ago. Um, how did that affect you? Yeah, I think what I saw with my team, it's kind of opened up this comfortable space where, oh, wow, we all are experiencing kind of a time of sadness and loss and it was taken away from us. And so that was kind of like we were joined together in that feeling of loss and kind of sadness of our season being gone. But I think the positive out of it was people were more comfortable talking about it because we were all going through it. And so that definitely carried on to this next year. And I definitely saw it with my team is I personally was able to talk more about those feelings of day-to-day -day life, not just having to do with the pandemic, but since that platform was opened last year with my team and we were already comfortable in talking about those things. So I think that that was kind of a positive out of it, even though it was difficult at the time to lose our season. And um, like Connor said, all the issues of contact tracing, being in quarantine and stuff like that, I think it did kind of bring our little team community together. You know, I, I want to touch, um, Connor and TC, you play soccer. And in this country, um, you know, it, it's so at the youth level, you know, it's tournaments, 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 and it's travel and all that. And parents are involved and AU coaches and all these kinds of things and travel league and you this, you that, and it's all pressure, pressure, pressure. And you got to get to this goal and you got to get to be a college athlete. Um, 
what what have you found uh, as your own experiences, if you can share here, of at what point did you need a release from this constant, like every weekend, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, and feeling that pressure? Um, I'll start. For me, I didn't really feel the need to have a release until I got to college and when I really started to struggle in soccer. Um, up to that point, for me, it kind of been smooth sailing. I was always one of the best on my team in my area. And then when I got to college, the pressure just built up to where you come into an environment where you're not one of the best anymore, where everyone is the best from where they came from. Um, and that kind of all built up and became overwhelming for me. And I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and reevaluate and kind of release, like you said, um, but not until then. And that was a really big turning point in my career as an athlete and as a person where I was able to step back and say like, it's okay to not be the best all the time, as long as you're working as hard as you can um, and managing other parts of your life and that your sport doesn't define who you are as a person. So I think that was the biggest turning point for me. You see, what was that low point? Um, just coming in as a freshman and not, not playing right away. I thought I could come in and just automatically be one of the best on the team because why not? I'd done it before. Um, and when that realization has said that I have like a lot of work to do and you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole and have to work yourself through the roster of 30 guys to the top, I was kind of doubting myself and wondering if soccer was even right for me anymore, if I would be able to do this. Um, and luckily, I had a really good support system in my family that were able to help me through it. Um, and that's where the low point kind of kicked in. And I was able to, with their support, get myself out of it, thankfully, and get to the point where I am now. Connor, what about for you? Well, like you said, the, the youth game and up through high school, you know, there's so many pressures coming from, from you at, at all angles, you know, and parents and coaches are, are a huge part of that. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of friends that that have struggled for mental health because of their parents and, and their coaches. Um, so college college was difficult for me as well. When I got when I got to it, I redshirted and I ended up transferring my first year. But it also kind of allowed me to find out who I was, you know, kind of going through that allowed me to see, you know, I, I, I can I can get out of this, you know, if I if I put my head to it, you know, so you know, there are difficulties, but there are a lot of ways to come out of it. And the pressures that you feel just, you, you kind of got to find your resources and find what works for you. Allie, what was your journey like? Yeah, I actually relate a lot to what TC was saying. I think that college athletics, they're so competitive and you're thrown into this environment where everyone around you is the best of the best. And, um, it's easy to get down in yourself and feel that, well, if I'm not a starter, if I'm not uh, one of the best on the team, then I'm automatically a lesser individual, not just a lesser athlete, but um, a lesser person. And I think that that comes from athletes kind of their sport defines them a like a lot of their life, especially when you're playing all the way up to the collegiate level. Um, a lot of your time leading up to college was playing that sport. I was on club teams all my life and um, working hard to become a part of a college lacrosse team. And then I came here and it was nothing like I expected it to. Like TC was saying, I think that I thought it was going to be, um, you know, smooth sailing, like 
it was for me maybe in high school, but I began to realize that, you know, there's so much more about the sport than um, being the best. And I definitely learned a lot about myself and about my teammates and my community. And um, I think overall, it was such a positive experience for me, but um, it definitely came from kind of going through that struggle and uh, realizing that my worth isn't defined by my sport. I'm curious if each one of you can share um, a personal story of what your support system was like, your family, when you said, you know what, I'm struggling. Um, I need, you know, whether it's peer counseling, professional counseling, whatever you feel comfortable, or, or even just like, you know, I'm going to start this organization. What, what was your, you know, if we could just go around our, our Zoom room here, uh, Connor, what was it like for you when you, when you talked to your family about this? Yeah, well, my uh, my struggle came my freshman year of college. Like I said, I redshirted and ended up transferring. And that was difficult because of the same thing as what uh, these guys said. It was just, you know, you ex- you come in expecting to play. You know, everybody's excited for you to go and, and, and play in college. You know, this, it's this huge accomplishment, which it is. Um, but I was I was almost embarrassed to tell my parents that that, you know, I had I was going to transfer and and all this and all these things, you know, it's it's like, oh, I'm not I'm not good enough to play here right now. Um, but they just showed me they just gave me so much support and and just talking through it. And there were there was never a doubt in their mind that that my decision was going to be the right one. And it turned out to be the right one. And I loved FGCU. Um, and then talking to them about this, they were, you know, it was the same thing. It was supportive and, you know, uplifting and telling us that we're doing a great thing, which, uh, you know, I hope that we have been. So. Allie, how about for you? Yeah, I think that um, for me, it was more of like, I didn't so much see it in myself that I was struggling, but my family kind of pointed me towards that direction of like, are you okay? Or um, because it got to the point where it was, which I think happens to a lot of people is um, it was affecting my physical health and, I came to a point where I then had the, like, I'm lucky that my family does talk about mental health and um, they always had, but I never really experienced it personally. And then when I did, I kind of was like, oh, wow, this is so important because it not only affects me mentally, but it does physically. And once I did get help and um, kind of like came out on the other side, I realized just how much happier and physically healthy I am when my mental health is better. And I then started to wonder if other athletes, other students were going through something similar to me, but maybe didn't have the support system at home um, to kind of help them through. So that's kind of how we ended up creating this is kind of giving people the support that they might um, not have at home. So yeah, that's kind of sorry. Uh, for me, similar to Connor, I was redshirted my freshman year, and that's where the feeling of embarrassment kind of came from. Um, I had always played all my life, and my parents and family would say, like, oh, we're going to come to one of your team's games this weekend. And, and for me, it got to the point where I was like, guys, don't even don't even come, because I felt so embarrassed that I wasn't going to be on the field uh, performing for them. And then they really sat me down, and they were like, we still love you, and we're so proud of you for working hard, no matter if you're playing or not. Um and once I kind of broke down that barrier and realized that 
my sport didn't define who I was as a person. Uh, I was able to make a lot of progress in my sport because I was able to relax and have a lot more fun with it. Um, and off the field as well, I became a lot happier and was just enjoying life more. And that's kind of where the thought kicked in, similar to Ali's, like, who, who else is going through this similar thing as me? Because I'm definitely not the only person around the country being redshirted. I know I'm not going through this feeling alone. And uh, I wanted to figure out a way to help other people. And that's where the development of world teammates came from. And with that, uh, our, my parents really supported that as well. Uh, they thought it was great how Connor and I were working to help other athletes because my dad being an athlete as well, he's known people that have gone through a lot of struggles. Um, and he thought it was great that we're creating a way for people to help each other. All right, before we get out of here, and I really appreciate all of your time and um, you know just sharing your personal stories and everything that you're doing to pay it forward and to help others. Uh, if we can, Allie, just for you, um, if other institutions want to follow what you're doing at St. Anselm, uh, what do they do? Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is kind of getting a community of students behind the initiative overall um, and letting people know that this is something that they can run on their own. We're very peer-to-peer -peer based. It's a lot of uh, just conversations between students and um, it was led by like our athletic department gave us a lot of help and a lot of boost in uh, creating this platform. So I would say reach out to them and kind of just, um, you know, share, share that this is something that the student com athlete community wants to implement. And from there, it's kind of very student based. But um, if you get like the community rally behind it, uh, it has become very successful and also within our Instagram page that's kind of where most people follow us and uh, it's an easy way for people to anonymously get information that they might not know where to find elsewhere um, and they can communicate with other student athletes via that as well. And Connor um, if you could just chime in uh, if other well other school I mean your, yours is not limited to one school but what what can uh, others if they want to do something similar or even connect with you guys? Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do right now. Um, we try to get in touch with uh, a lot of institutions, uh, student athlete um, advisory committee, their SAC, uh, their SAC committees. Um, and so, yeah, it, it would be great if uh, they wanted to get in contact with us. We, we're easy to reach on Instagram or over email. Um, but I think it's important for all schools to try and give their students a platform to talk about their mental health and their struggles, because, you know, whether it's uh, going through injury or not playing or the pressures of playing or parents or coaches, you know, it's, you kind of open up that avenue to where you're either opening up yourself to getting help or you're opening up yourself to being one that's helping other people. So it's just, these, these things are important to, to, to allow student athletes to share their own stories. Well, I'll tell you, the next wave, if athletic directors are listening, it's not the 10th, 11th assistant coach. It's make sure you have someone who is professionally trained as either a counselor, a therapist. That is going to help your student-athlete body more than just another assistant coach. I hope that's where we're trending. All three of you are doing wonderful work. As I said, you're paying it forward. I really appreciate your time and sharing your personal stories here. Connor, TC, and Allie, it's we're all teammates. Connor and TC, that's their organization, and Head Game Project at St. Anselm's College, um, co-founded by Allie.
Uh, appreciate all of you. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series. All our social series over the last year plus are archived there, as well as a podcast version, as well as you can, so you can take it wherever, as well as what you can download and watch right here. Uh, as always, stay safe, everyone. We'll talk again next week.